0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast, my name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about ectopic pregnancy and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash ectopic or in the early pregnancy section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Ectopic pregnancy is when a pregnancy is implanted outside the uterus. The most common site is a fallopian tube. An ectopic pregnancy can also implant in the entrance to the fallopian tube, which is called the corneal region, the ovary, cervix or the abdomen. Let's talk about the risk factors. Certain factors can increase the risk of ectopic pregnancy and these include previous ectopic pregnancy, previous pelvic inflammatory disease previous surgery to the fallopian tubes, intrauterine devices or coils, older age and smoking. So let's talk about the presentation. Ectopic pregnancy typically presents at around six to eight weeks gestation or six to eight weeks since the last menstrual period. Have a low threshold for suspecting an ectopic pregnancy even in atypical presentations always ask about the possibility of pregnancy, missed periods and recent unprotected sex in women who are presenting with lower abdominal or pelvic pain. The classic features of an ectopic pregnancy include a missed period, constant lower abdominal or pelvic pain, particularly in the right or left iliac fossa, vaginal bleeding, lower abdominal or pelvic tenderness and cervical motion tenderness, which is pain when moving the cervix during a bimanual examination. It's also worth asking about dizziness or syncope, which could indicate blood loss, or shoulder tip pain, which indicates peritonitis. Next let's talk about the ultrasound scan findings. A transvaginal ultrasound scan is the investigation of choice for diagnosing an ectopic pregnancy. A gestational sac containing a yolk sac or fetal pole may be seen in a fallopian tube. Sometimes a non-specific mass may be seen in the tube. When a mass containing an empty gestational sac is seen, this may be referred to as the blob sign, the bagel sign or the tubal ring sign all referring to the same appearance. So if you see the blob sign, bagel sign or tubal ring sign in your exams, think about ectopic pregnancy. A mass representing a tubal ectopic pregnancy or an ectopic pregnancy in the fallopian tube will move separately to the ovary. The mass may look similar to a corpus luteum, however a corpus luteum will move with the ovary because the corpus luteum is inside the ovary rather than the tube. Other features that may also indicate an ectopic pregnancy are an empty uterus or fluid in the uterus, which may be mistaken as a gestational sac, and this is referred to as a pseudogestational sac. Next, let's talk about pregnancy of unknown location. A pregnancy of unknown location, or PUL, is when the woman has a positive pregnancy test and there's no evidence of pregnancy on the ultrasound scan. In this scenario, an ectopic pregnancy can't be excluded, so careful follow-up needs to be in place until a diagnosis can be confirmed. In patients with a pregnancy of unknown location, we can track the serum human chorionic gonadotropin levels, or HCG, levels over time. A HCG level is checked at baseline and then repeated after 48 hours. The developing syncytiotrophoblast of the pregnancy produces HCG. In an intrauterine pregnancy, when the pregnancy is inside the uterus, the HCG will roughly double every 48 hours. This will not be the case in a miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy. A rise in the HCG of more than 63% after 48 hours is likely to indicate an intrauterine pregnancy. A repeat ultrasound scan is required after 1-2 to weeks to confirm that the pregnancy is inside the uterus. We should be able to see the pregnancy on a scan once the HCG level is above 1500 international units per litre. A rise in the HCG of less than 63% after 48 hours may indicate an ectopic pregnancy. When this happens, the patient needs close monitoring and review. A fall of more than 50% in the HCG is likely to indicate a miscarriage. A urine pregnancy test should be performed after two weeks to confirm that a miscarriage is complete and there's no longer a pregnancy inside the body. Monitoring the clinical signs and symptoms is more important than tracking the HCG level and any change in symptoms needs to be carefully assessed. Next let's talk about management. Perform a pregnancy test in all women with abdominal or pelvic pain that may be caused by an ectopic pregnancy. Women with pelvic pain or pelvic tenderness And a positive pregnancy test need to be referred to an Early Pregnancy Assessment Unit or EPAU or a gynaecology service. All ectopic pregnancies need to be terminated. An ectopic pregnancy is not a viable pregnancy. There are three options for terminating an ectopic pregnancy. Expectant management, where we await natural termination of the pregnancy medical management which involves methotrexate and surgical management which involves a salpingectomy or salpingotomy. There are specific criteria for expectant management where natural termination of the pregnancy is awaited and these are that follow-up needs to be possible to ensure successful termination, the ectopic pregnancy needs to be unruptured there's an adenexal mass of less than 35 millimeters. there's no visible heartbeat, no significant pain and the HCG level is less than 1500 international units per litre. Women with expectant management need careful follow up with close monitoring of the HCG levels and quick and easy access to services if their condition changes. There are also specific criteria for using methotrexate as medical management and these criteria are the same as for expected management except that the HCG level must be below 5,000 international units per litre and there must be confirmed absence of an intrauterine pregnancy on the ultrasound scan. Next let's talk in more detail about management with methotrexate. Methotrexate is highly teratogenic, meaning harmful to pregnancy It's given as an intramuscular injection into a buttock This halts the progress of the pregnancy and results in spontaneous termination Women treated with methotrexate are advised not to get pregnant for 3 months following treatment This is because the harmful effects of methotrexate on pregnancy can last a long time Common side effects of methotrexate include vaginal bleeding, nausea and vomiting, abdominal pain and stomatitis which is inflammation of the mouth. Finally let's talk in more detail about surgical management of ectopic pregnancy. Anyone that does not meet the criteria for expectant or medical management will require surgical management and this will be most patients with an ectopic pregnancy. This includes those with pain, an adnexal mass above 35mm, a visible heartbeat or HCG levels of more than 5000. There are two options for surgical management of an ectopic pregnancy, a laparoscopic salpingectomy and a laparoscopic salpingotomy. Laparoscopic salpingectomy is the first line treatment for an ectopic pregnancy. This involves a general anaesthetic and keyhole surgery with removal of the affected fallopian tube along with the ectopic pregnancy inside the tube. Laparoscopic salpingotomy may be used in women who are at increased risk of infertility due to damage to the other fallopian tube. The aim is to avoid removing the affected fallopian tube. A cut is made in the tube the ectopic pregnancy is removed and then the tube is closed. There's an increased risk of failure to remove the ectopic pregnancy with a salpingotomy compared with a salpingectomy. NICE state that 1 in 5 women having a salpingotomy may need further management with methotrexate or a salpingectomy. A final note is that anti-resus-D prophylaxis is given to resus-negative women having surgical management of an ectopic pregnancy. So thanks for listening to this episode on ectopic pregnancy. As always a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about miscarriage.